all these feathers? That I don't know. I don't design costumes, so I really don't even know. I just feel like I should know for future references. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, la la. <sighs> I vowed to never drink again after I left This Mexico. is 30. This is 30. I can't even finish that. Bro. I'll revisit this later in the show. Okay. <laughs> well, that's uh, Welcome back to another episode of Live and Pepper Wet Podcast, bringing you the latest, the laughter, and the lessons we learn along the way. The lemon is what leaves the sour taste in our mouths. The pepper is the hot topic that has everybody talking. <laughs> the wet is what quenches our thirst and gives us life. I'm Bethany. And I'm Christina. Woohoo! We already we cheers. Already cheered, We're not so doing that shit again. Leave us alone. Don't judge us. <laughs> doing that okay so you went to Cabo recently uh, hashtag Casey gets Cabo lit Casey got Cabo lit okay like past I guess tense. past or present like that's true got got um so yeah it was Mexico and you know have things, you ever been to Mexico I've never prior. been to Mexico before uh-huh. um so that was cool that was the first Cabo is on the western coast of Mexico. I was wrong, ill-informed the whole time. I thought it was like on that southern curved tip that comes like back toward the east. So it's not there. No, I think that's might be Cozuma. You know what? I don't know what. Look what's at a map. There. I don't know what's there. <laughs> Google it. Where's that map? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's along the west coast, so it's like on the Pacific Ocean, and it was fucking beautiful. It was amazing. Um, it did feel a little weird going down there, like just going into Mexico all willy nilly, considering the current state of political affairs that wasn't right. lost on me. Um, and you know, traveling I, while woke, traveling <laughs> while woke. But I and I could be, I could have been more activisty about it and mm-hmm. just declined the trip altogether as a means of solidarity. Protest? Yeah, of protest. I mean, just because I feel like, who am I? Who am I to just be like, let me just come up in here all willy-nilly because I feel like it and that's fine. And, and you're free to do so with I'm no hassle with because no hassle. you have that American privilege. privilege. Yeah. And meanwhile, people are literally escaping for their lives. It's... Anyway, well, I went. Yes. <laughs> and it was mad fun. It was my... F- I w- I'm trying to think. Was it the first? It was the first time I had left the country. And mind you, I haven't traveled very much, but it was the first time that I left the country with like no drama, minimal drama. Okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, I missed my flight. So that was dramatic. Okay. <laughs> that was hella dramatic. That was hella dramatic because how sway? Like, I have, y'all, this is a reoccurring theme with me, but more on that later. Okay. <laughs> um, so I missed my flight. So luckily, Christy was in really good spirits about it. Like she, I, I mean, she didn't miss my, miss whatever coming to mind too. So I get how, why she wasn't upset. But yeah. if I were her, I would have been upset with me because I had no, like, leg- bitch, we've been planning this right. trip for months. Yeah. You knew about like, it for and months. I had no legitimate reason for missing. Like mm-hmm. she couldn't come to my birthday because of work stuff. And it was like, Whatever. She couldn't yeah. come, and that was totally understandable. But she was still very like, it's okay. You're going to get here tomorrow. It's going to be all good. So after some haggling, I was able to get on another flight, and I got out there. And everybody was so, 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 so cool. I got yeah. to hang out with a lot of her uh, teammates. And um, they were all really nice. Brianna Rollins was there. I was like, 
I know Christy, I know her. Yeah. But when I met when I met Brianna, I was like fangirling a little bit yeah. deep on the inside. I was like, wow, she's an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. Um, Nia wasn't there though, like the girl who won silver for mm-hmm. the hurdles last year or two years ago. Um, yeah, but everybody was just so cool. We turned up. We did all the things you expect to do. We got on a boat. We showed our asses. We yeah. did a twerk contest. We drank a lot. Yeah. Um, I probably drank the most. <laughs> okay. I'm um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. But I was like checking in with my roommate, Alicia, shout out, because she was super, super sweet. But she was, I was like, Alicia, did I act crazy last night? And she's like, no, girl, no. Like, you were drunk, but it was fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really happy to go. Um, I would love to travel with that group of girls again. Like, I I haven't gone on a trip with a group of people and not had any, like, weird falling out. Unless I missed something and something happened between someone else. Yeah. Like, I was just happy that everything seemed copacetic from my point of view. Yeah. And everybody got along. And that, to me, was, like, paramount. Because it doesn't matter where you go. If you have some fucked up ass travel buddies, fucked up in the sense that... They just, y'all aren't getting along, y'all aren't meshing well, somebody's acting real out of line, like... I can't... That can ruin your trip. I can't say I've ever had a bad trip like that. Ooh. Like, no. <laughs> Lucky I can't, girl. I can't say I've had a bad group trip. First of all, I haven't been on many group trips like that. Mm-hmm. I think your birthday was probably... No, you... My sister's birthday. Her... 33rd birthday that was a big group of girls yeah but i also was kind of like i'm a little sister i'm coming through i'm just gonna hang out with the big kids yeah yeah, yeah. so i was i was more like a fly on the wall like if there was drama i literally had no idea but there wasn't and it was very like black girl magic that was the best part it just felt so good it was just like I get it now. I get why we see so many pictures of black girls on trips. On trips. <laughs> like it's like we here, we here, we here. What y'all gonna do? What y'all gonna do about it? Nothing. <laughs> it was so great. Um, so of course there was like photography. <laughs> there was like photographers, and we did our little beach photo shoot, and there were dune buggies, and there was like lots of cheersing and lots of sayings, lots of twerking, oh, lots hashtag. of kiki challenges. Kiki, oh, or uh, what is it? In my feelings. In my feelings challenge. Okay, I'm glad that's dying out. In general. Yeah. Yeah, but But quickly being replaced by the level up challenge. Okay, how do you feel about the level up challenge, though? It's okay. It's cute. It's cute. I mean, I'm not over, like, I'm not, I guess I'm probably not going to be ecstatic about any challenge on specific, because I know how quickly they just get, like, overdone. But I'm glad to see Sierra come back and do her little thug Oh, this one's so yummy. Oh, this I don't get so that yummy. part. Yeah. What what is she saying? Oh, this song is so yummy. Oh, this song so yummy. No, you want this yummy. Yummy, I'm your time. The song the song, song is so, so yummy? yummy. I don't know, but it's very <laughs> per like on brand for yeah. her like she's a dancer it's cute you can she's twerk. a dancer and she's dancing again and that's all i ever wanted from sierra, from sierra honestly right. like everything that. else she's the best when she's dancing mm-hmm. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so black <laughs> Rock, okay no i did want to say like it 
it's kind of there is definitely a vibe when a whole bunch of black girls get together on some positive shit yeah. like not when we're like not how people want to think of black women right. as ratchet and angry and right. always popping off and like working that neck right. like when we get together on some shit it's it's a feeling like you right. can feel the vibes yo everybody around you can feel the vibe it's like no denying it yeah it was a we were a sight to see yeah for sure um so yeah Cabo was lit Casey got Cabo lit she got Cabo lit okay yeah I mean I'm not gonna say I was looking at Instagram stories and hating or anything (laughs) but okay y'all was lit at what where did the tradition of doing a 30th like birthday come from are black women the only women that do no 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 No. white girls do it too but do guys do it too okay i found out recently that guys definitely do (laughs) they definitely have (laughs) they definitely have 30th birthday celebrations okay they may not look like ours okay but so i mean somebody guys out there chime in chime please. in please let us know what did y'all do for your 30th birthday like i'm so curious and does anybody know where that tradition comes from is that just that's like a, a two-parter yeah is that just like a normal like one of those like 15 16 sweet 16 i guess nobody knows where that shit came from but it seems more universal w- universal yeah well i don't know i honestly don't know when a 30th birthday a dirty 30 came into fruition mm-hmm. but i'm also curious because i feel like i didn't really know about a dirty 30 until like right around it was time for me to turn 30. <laughs> that's why that's why not too many like it's not as widespread until it's time for yours like no one cared about a sweet 16 until oh, we were about i think to she's be being real nasty what you okay you know you want this yummy yummy all in your tummy is she talking about female ejaculate Mm. that's could be reaching i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> you're just nasty <laughs> but when I, thought she, she, I thought she said the song is so yummy no 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 i'm looking at the lyrics right um, now and it says all this all this on me so yummy okay i get that everything i have is so yummy mm. all this oh so yummy you know you want this yummy yummy all in your tummy I'll just I'll, we'll, phone. We'll, we'll leave that for you guys to <laughs> decipher because yeah. I'm not sure I don't want to be too gross but I really thought she was talking about this song this is also the girl that told everyone to keep their goodies in a jar so but that was back before she was married with kids like okay. I don't know you see the transformation like Beyonce be on some real like drunk in love type yeah I was listening to Kitty Cat today and I had a whole revelation. I was like, this is the best song ever. <laughs> that is her version of goodies. Like, yeah. let's go, little Kitty Cat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what else? Like, what happened to you this weekend? Or we've been gone for like a week. Two, uh, weeks? two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks, guys. Life life is crazy. It's okay. In the best way possible. I... <laughs> Okay, you're rolling your eyes. Debatable. I mean, I'm going through a little patch right now, but I'm trying not to let it get the best of me. On the flip side of Cabo, like, 
I'm having to find somewhere to live by December. Okay. Deadlines are being placed upon me. I don't know. I'm just feeling the pressure. I think I've been feeling it for a while to be like an adult and established and like stable. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm really feeling it right now. Like this better result in a diamond. <laughs> like, really? yeah, I mean, but is the pressure, is, is the pressure coming from yourself or is it coming from other people and their expectations on what they want you to be? It's definitely external mostly, but I think the external pressure and to, Full disclosure, it's from my parents. I mean, I live at home with my parents. I've yes. said this before on the podcast. So the adult in me understands not wanting a grown person living in your basement. Like, okay, I get it. However, I feel like I have very valid reasons for being there and they're just not being sensitive to that. But I can't control I can't control that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm just starting to see that anything that I want to make happen for myself, like any dreams or aspirations that I have, I literally have to be the one to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Because you're not getting that support. Right. Elsewhere. I don't have, I don't have the handout. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, or I did, I'm not, I'm not trying to doubt, talk bad about my parents. Like they've helped me for quite some time now. I moved in before I went out to Maine in California. True. So I've been there. Technically, my stuff has been there for like four years now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but things changed. I decided to like try to start my own business and or I decided to start my own business. And, you know, like life just sometimes <laughs> throws you curveballs and yeah. things don't always go as planned. But you I'm still trying to just maintain malleability and not crack under the pressure. Ooh. So I'm realizing now, like when I hear and read about entrepreneurial types who are like, I had to grind, I had to eat noodles for what, whoop, 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 like yeah. I'm feeling like I'm about to step into that. Like, like I'm about to have to level up in a whole different kind of way. Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, that's what you got going on. That's what I got going on. I mean, okay. <clears throat> I'm only being so positive right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there were some months at the beginning of the year like up until june honestly like Mm -hmm. from like from april may june for from april to june like shit was like not good for Mm -hmm. me i was really depressed and like this is full transparency like obviously i wasn't going to talk about it fully on the podcast but it was just like life was super hard and i always now that I'm on the other side of that, yeah. it's like, how could you, how could you have been so sad? Like, <laughs> where was your positivity? Yeah. yeah, where was your positivity? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I, but I still remember vividly how down and out I was and like how much pressure I put on my own self. Yeah. Get comfortable. Right. <laughs> how much p- pressure I put on my own self despite other people saying, oh, it's okay. Right. You know, like... If you're not feeling right, nothing's going to feel right. And I honestly feel like I have this very, like, free-spirited, like, oh, the universe is going to namaste you until (laughs) you, like, float into nirvana. But I'm, like, I'm starting to see now that there's got to be a little bit. I think there needs to be a little bit more work on my part. But not, not, I'm not saying to, I'm not saying that as in I haven't worked hard. Like, 
I could work a nine to five job and buy a home and be set and be straight. But I just think that the expectations that I have for myself require me to show up to do more, to do more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just what is starting to become very clear. You're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. I'm not, I'm not complaining in any way. I know how blessed and fortunate I am. So pray for for me. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for yourselves. We're going to be all right. (laughs) Right. finish this right okay now now this is 30 (laughs) this is the other side of 30 okay so we haven't done a traditional lemon pepper wet in a really long time i think we've just been pretty much catching up with each other Mm kind of letting the show be free form Mm -hmm. free flowing Mm -hmm. if you will but i actually had some things i wanted to get out my chest let's let's get into it first of all Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, that's a constant. That's a constant. I haven't said it in a really long time. And like, I've been trying to shy away from the news and shit's been getting heated. Like the whole stunt with Putin and like Mm -hmm. that whole spectacle. Mm -hmm. It's just been... It's just so unbelievable to me that this is the state of the country mm-hmm. now. Like mm-hmm. this is our this is our reality. Like when we're old and gray, we're gonna be like, oh shit! I remember shit when shit weird. hit the fan. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my first lemon. Okay, just, just <laughs> overall, like overall, we, we haven't talked about the um the children being separated from their parents, right. the deportation, mm-hmm. immigration, all of that. We haven't talked about it. I, I don't know what else I can say. <clears throat> right. That will be different from everyone else's account, except it's fucking horrible. Yeah. And this would never happen to any white child ever. Ever. So for anyone. Not to, in America. Not in Let America. And for anyone to sit there and think it's okay and think we're just working on our immigration, you're fucking racist. Yeah. And also, I was actually watching the White House um, press briefing or whatever with Sarah Huckabee lady. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, like, was there a problem with immigration before Trump? I never heard any, like, I never was aware of any issues. I'm sure. I I feel like these issues that are coming to light are probably have been brewing and stewing for a long time like i'm not going to claim to have been super things have just been brought to the forefront recently in recent times you know what i'm saying so i'm not going to say that our immigration policies were a1 before trump got into office i've heard some things about even during obama's administration how it wasn't necessarily all squeaky and gold i mean i think but to be clear this is not just all immigration. This is specifically oh, our southern Robin. border. Yes, our you know, southern no border. one's saying shit about Canada, which right. is the largest border we have. Right. This is specifically about Mexico. Yeah, it's so, about people of color coming yeah. into this country. I mean, and you, you, <clears throat> uh, during that time, there were a lot of Caribbean people that spoke up and mm-hmm. talked about how Haitians actually. This has been going on, you know, to these Haitian people for. Years now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is not a new thing. This mm-hmm. is not just, you know, whatever. But um, I forgot where I was going with that. But I just feel like it probably has been going on. It just has been 
there has been, I guess, I, w- I don't want to say decency, but like other presidents have been more tactful or they understand the benefit of not being so brash with their policies yeah. and not being a complete total fucking asshole to the whole country or like at least not seeming that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the wool have been pulled over our eyes for has been pulled over as there was literally slavery in this country. True. How can we forget? How can we forget? How can we forget? This <laughs> country was literally founded on separating families. Yeah. And so this is this really shouldn't be that shocking, but I mean it's, the outrage. It's shocking because of the day and age we live in. Yeah. And just the knowledge we have now and this is supposed to be land of the free, home of the brave, you know, like right. back then we didn't have there. We were enslaved, so we didn't have a choice. Right. Or we had we weren't treated as. Right. But I mean, humans. you could say that for a lot of complexes in this country that separate families. You think about the prison industrial complex. True. Bl- locking up dads. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Families have been being separated consistently in a multitude of ways. Oh, yeah, that that one has been like really under my skin, like just bothering me. Um, Next up, I had Nia Wilson, who's unfortunately now a hashtag. Mm -hmm. Um, She and her sister, and I said I was going to look all this up before Mm -hmm. we recorded, Mm -hmm. but she and her sister were simply at the train station and they got attacked by a crazy racist white man Mm -hmm. with a knife. Mm -hmm. He killed Nia and her sister's injured and for like this is not just this is a hate crime yeah uh what's shocking what's limiting to me is the amount of people like oh not everything is about race like this is just a random act of violence no i don't buy it no not at all and then someone made like kind of a poster or like not a meme but a poster that's like anytime a white man murders a black woman, it's never random. Like, it's no. always about race. Like, yeah. let's make that very clear. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, still in a, I'm still in a space where I feel like I'm having to really filter how much I consume, how much traumatic news mm. I consume. Because I do believe it becomes pornographic to a point and yes. people like seeing black pain. So I'm not going to subject myself to that. Like, okay. I just can't do it. There was a tweet tweeted, twittered by mm-hmm. at William C. Sun. Be cautious about your consumption of traumatic news. Mm-hmm. Pace yourself and don't overdo it. Yeah. Um. That that was posted by the Sheila Marie. Love her. Love her. But Ace um. Hood's girlfriend. Yeah, she's so but much also more so than much that. More than that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but if you didn't know who right. she was, that's a that's a that's easy a good identifier ticker. I don't know indicator. <laughs> She's her own woman. She don't need no man. <laughs> anyway, um, no, she she posted that, and her comment was: "Primary elections coming up. Been noticing more sensational content. Mm-hmm. Just know certain groups of people bet on us consuming fear. Scared people don't make wise decisions." Mm-hmm. P.S. I think my nosy behind gonna have to unfollow my fave gossip blogs now. Getting too toxic. Yeah, this is this is like layered because. Yeah. I feel like I've been practicing that um, I'm not going to consume none of this shit. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to be an uninformed voter right. at the same time because I'm trying to protect my mental. Like, I feel like the news attacks me every time it's yeah. on, you know? But I feel like I think that's where con- 
and you know, this kind of is a good segue into education. I feel like that's where educating yourself comes mm-hmm. in because the news is always going to skew a story. Yes. Regardless of how liberal or progressive you think the source is. Mm-hmm. If there are white people reporting this news, it's always fucking skewed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just feel like that's where coming in and researching your like nominees or the people running for office mm-hmm. Is candidates. Play- candidates. Thank you. What did I say? Nominees. Yes. Like award season. Yeah. Almost. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's where it comes in where you have to do the work and not rely on other people to provide. I mean, the the internet is a wealth of information. Like yeah. you can literally find anything, anybody's mugshot, anybody's marriage records, anybody's whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you know the things that are important to you and that matter to you, research research these people research your candidates you Mm -hmm. know what i mean find out the information that you need on on an unbiased kind of position like i don't know and and how to vote and the methods for voting and like i feel like that's so that's something that i missed in school like that definitely wasn't something that was I learned more about the industrial revolution than I did yeah. on current the current votings. Like, how do you vote? How does I mean, how does a bill become law? Yes, yes. <laughs> like we, we all know we all that. Got that. But you know what I mean? Like, what does it take to really? What are the things that you should equip yourself with before going to a poll? Like, what are the things that you should know? You know, I wonder if they do because. Like you said, we learned a lot about history in mm-hmm. school. Like, I could tell you all about the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we learned a lot about, like, the Civil... Mm, sort of. About the Civil mm-hmm. War right. and World War One Two and stuff like that. But I wonder if they teach current news. No, they don't. Um, I literally... My sisters just started school. Um, are they juniors? They are juniors! Ooh, <laughs> They're juniors! And they are so, like, they're such nerds. There's so much emphasis on education in my household. It's kind of twofold. Like, my parents, I don't recall my junior year and senior year being so frantic and hectic. Just like, are you getting a dual enrollment? Are you making sure that you're they're taking their SATs, like, two or three times? Like, maybe... I think I took mine twice. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I took it in... I took them in 11th grade because I wanted to. Like, no one told totally, me to do right. that. And I see, wanted to take And them. that's not how it is in my house right now. Now it's like, we, we got deadlines. We got tutors coming wow. every two, three times a week to study for these. I didn't get tutors for my SATs. And this is not to you say that You were the child run, though. The, I was the a child run. I'm really happy to see that this is kind of the change that's taken place. Yeah. But because of that, there is a lot of talk about, like, what's happening in school, you know? Like, and also considering how fucking up schools are recently with all the mass shootings happening in schools so it's like we want to know everything everything. so they were talking about um how in u.s history right now first day they are talking about the first english settlers that came over and their interaction with indigenous people and how indigenous people just died from smallpox and i was like that's what they're telling you 
that they just died from these diseases. I'm like, do you know what biological warfare is? Because this is a type of biological warfare. I'm yeah. like, so you saying they're not telling you about how they're still trying to kick indigenous people off of their own land right now. Right. You guys aren't talking about that. No, no. Well, oh, it's um, weird. So I'm like, so you've never heard of a blanket that was infected with smallpox and giving those to indigenous people to kill them? And they're like, no, we didn't know that. They just say it just has a list of diseases that they died from. That's sad. It's so sad. But I mean, it. Okay, there is something to. We know these things now, and we had we went to the same we were in the same school system as your sisters right so they left out just as much you one would think we have evolved and we're going to be more honest with these kids now because the internet is Mm -hmm. booming Mm -hmm. like of course they're going to find out Mm -hmm. so to me it would make sense just to be straight up like this is how the world was this is what happened yeah but i mean i guess that just goes to show you how rampant white supremacy is they like they still don't want you to know the fucking truth so that when they are trying to create these insane immigration policies that mm. it seems normal and legit. And like, we haven't been doing this for years. Like yeah. we haven't been killing people because we don't want them to be here and we want to stay on top. I hate it. So, so much lemons. Um, but a wet okay. school season. Shout yes. out to LeBron. Yes. Um, yes. For opening, opening a school in Akron. Is that? Where he's from? Yeah, he's from Akron, Ohio. Um, so LeBron James has a new public school. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there have been other athletes and celebrities that have opened schools. I have a list here of about 15 other celebrities that opened schools. So he's Give me not a the few. First. Give me a few. I'd okay, like to okay, know. Okay, because okay. it does seem like there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of high-fiving him yeah. for opening the school. Right. But... Right. He is he the first one to open up a public school? No. So okay. um one person who's opened a public school is Pitbull. Okay. In um, Miami? Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh he opened up a school in fall of 2013, based in Miami. Um, not a charter school. Let's see. Jalen Rose opened a charter school. Shakira opened up public schools in her hometown of Paranguilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a huge advocate for, um, just other Latin American countries and putting early childhood education mm-hmm. at the, at a priority. Um, let me see. Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey, we all know about oh, her school. Yeah, Will and Jada opened up a private school. Angelina Jolie opened up public, uh, public schools, um, in Afghanistan. Wow. Okay. An all girls school. Um, let me see. I didn't know that Kevin Johnson was the mayor of Sacramento. Mm. Um, anyway, so Mm. there's a lot of celebrities that have opened up schools, but a lot of them are charter schools, which I think requires tuition. Okay. Um, the difference is that this is going to be a public school for at-risk kids in his hometown. And by at-risk, we mean people that might have food insecurities in their household or I don't know, I guess a wealth of things, um, not being able to get to school for transportation needs Mm -hmm. or not being able to afford clothes and books and supplies for schools. All right. Does this include kids 
who are living in shelters and foster homes. I don't homes know. That like is that. a good question. It was created for chil- uh, children at risk of falling behind and offers infrastructure to improve education and home support. He calls the project the most important thing he's done in his um, as a professional, and it could lead the way for athletes to follow his example. Yes. Um, it's called the Promise School. It's in his hometown. Two hundred and forty students, one hundred and twenty third graders, one hundred and twenty fourth graders. This is making me emotional. Oh. Um. By twenty twenty two, the school will house nearly a thousand kids, first through eighth. Okay. Um. So he's just starting with third and fourth grade yeah, right now. Okay, yes. that's a that's James, a very tender age. Yeah. James battled poverty and homelessness growing up. At one point, missing large chunks of school in the fourth grade. Yes. Um, he wanted to build a school for children like him growing up, not only to provide better education, but provide life infrastructure. According to Cleveland.com's Jennifer Kahn, James's school will look slightly different than other public schools. The hours will be from nine to five. Okay. Okay. That's a long time. No, the school year goes from July 30th to May to eliminate what experts call the slide that occurs during summer vacation. July 30th to to May. May. So it starts earlier. Okay. Um, this to eliminate the slide that occurs during summer vacation. The Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, the oh through Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, the I Promise School will also help provide food for families families who okay. may not be able to provide proper nutrition after school programs. Um, yeah. So this seems like a really great, great, great thing. Like an like a soft boarding school almost yeah or like a soft alternative school maybe yeah i would say so i mean i saw some of the pictures it looks beautiful yeah i saw like they showed a picture of like the music room and there was just hella guitars there yeah just he can afford to provide for a thousand kids yeah (laughs) like which is and if you think it's a lie then you might want to check those numbers yeah so that is a wet. That is absolutely a wet. Of course, this doesn't come without critique. No. Um, and I don't know. Listen, I don't know if this is a case of like, why can't the man just be do what he do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why can't the man just do something good without y'all saying? You know what I'm saying? Because I do think we do need to check each other because a lot of times you will see people like um, Deion Sanders open a school and then it doesn't work. So it's okay. like, where's the accountability? Um, What's the but I'm I'm finding it hard to believe that anyone's criticizing. Not a critique, but just a question. What's the question for thought? I guess I want to know. This is just a random. I don't know this person. Just I saw in someone's story. Uh, at trail caress on IG. Interesting questions that matter. I want to know what are they teaching though. Do the kids understand their socioeconomic status? Are they aware of the disadvantages that they face? At third and fourth grade, I think they might be aware, especially if pre prior to the promise school, they were in regular public school. Okay. I'm sure they knew. Okay, maybe. All right, that, maybe. that's my answer. I don't know. That's my answer. Um, do are they do they understand their socioeconomic status? Are the kids going to get inclusive sexual education? Will the kids understand okay. different social justice issues that impact their own communities? Okay. Are they teaching the kids how to balance their finances? Are the teachers black? If mm. no to all these questions, then the school is just another institution teaching these kids to operate in the same toxic ways. Hands, hands, shrug, shrug, shoulders. Kanye You're the shrug. emoji. Okay. Yeah. But shout out to him for investing in his community. 
So I don't think that's I mean, an it, illegitimate. It's not. It's not a wrong thing to question, but I think it's kind of like. I don't know. I don't know. I wanna. I wanna be like. Man, just let him cook. Right, just right, let right, him right, do right. His just thing. let him like, do his thing. You but see what it is. You I, see what he's doing. I see both sides. But ex- exactly, I think that's the same thing with like some religious institutions. Mm-hmm. They're like, we've clothed you, we've fed you, so now you have to go with how we think. Yes. You know, just yes. because we've done all of this for right. you. So I'm hoping it's not a situation where they're leaving out the whole space smallpox epidemic right because (laughs) they're feeding these kids and they're putting and they're educating right you know right right yeah i don't know i don't know shout out to lebron like either way either way i give it away also like the school started on july 30th it's only the third day of school so I would like to revisit this in a year. Yeah. In May when they sure. graduate or whatever they whatever it is that they're doing. <laughs> like, let's check back in at the end of the school year. Right. I would love to see like how this works. Like yeah. it's, and then I am I don't want to say it's an experiment, but kind of. I, like, I am hopeful that this will because I think Ultimately, a lot of people want, a lot of wealthy people want to leave a legacy. I think yes. this would be an amazing way to do it. And listen, my aunt owns a daycare. Okay. Yes. So, childhood, early childhood development and education is not an easy sector to tackle. It's not an easy industry to thrive in. Like, mm-hmm. there's, people are going to try to see to it that, like, this black man doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so I'm hopeful. I am hopeful also that like the article stated, other celebrities or athletes will continue to follow suit. And he this will said, be something that LeBron, Mr. James himself, he said that <laughs> a part of him doing this is because he knows a lot of young athletes look up to him and that he's hoping this shows them like, okay, you can be wealthy, but you could also do something. Right. You can invest your wealth. Right into something good right and i think that the overarching picture or the overarching message that i'm getting out of this is a lot of times i think especially on the podcast we talked about we talk so much about like the injustices that the world faces but it's like he's starting with what he has i mean granted he has a lot he's starting in his hometown yeah you know what i'm saying we see people like big sean and chance the rapper starting in their hometown so like Take a step back and look at your own community. Like, what can you do there and work out that way? You yeah. know what I mean? Okay, it's interesting that you brought up Chance the Rapper uh-huh. because he put out... This is moving into our pepper, okay. I think. Okay, I have a pepper too, but go ahead. Okay, so... He has a song called I Might Need Security. Uh-huh. Like, he dropped four songs recently. I Might Need Security is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And there's a line that's like, speaking of racist, fuck your microaggressions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have been talking about microaggressions mm-hmm. so much lately because it is something that consistently pops up, especially at the workplace. Especially at the workplace. And we're going to do a little uh, dictionary definition for you okay, real quick. Please. What, is, what the fuck is a mic? Let me take my shot before we get into this. <sighs> okay. Bing. Uh, oh, my God. 
for those of you who are curious, we're drinking some Havana Club rum. And it's it's hitting, hitting me right in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, a microaggression is the casual degradation mm-hmm. of any marginalized group. The term was coined by psychiatrist and Harvard University professor Chester M. Pierce in 1970 to describe. Is that person white or black? I'm not Let me, sure. Okay, I'll look. You him. look that up. Chester M. Pierce is his name. Yeah, Harvard University professor Chester M. Pierce in 1970 to describe insults and dismissals he regularly witnessed okay. non-black Americans inflict on African Americans. He's black? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Chester. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Pierce. So, I don't know. Like, lately, I, I've been working a lot and... In <laughs> thank God, <laughs> and in the industry, the particular industry I'm in, there, which is the film and television industry, there's so many white men. Mm-hmm. There are so mm-hmm. fucking many. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like like I know we see like Issa and Lena Waithe mm-hmm. and shout out to Kid Fury. This oh, was, shout out Kid Fury. This is a little wet. I'm interjecting yeah, a with the wet. wet. <laughs> not so, even a baby wet. It's actually. a huge wet. It's a huge wet. It's a huge wet. Him it's a and, waterfall if you will. <laughs> him and Lena Waithe are working with HBO to uh produce or come out with a Series. It's supposed to be a dark comedy mm-hmm. series, which, which is amazing because Kid Fury's all about that. Like he's definitely like an emo bay. Like mm-hmm. he's that dark com- comedic yeah. personality. So I'm really excited to see what. That- anyway, so I know we have been seeing a lot of up and coming young black creators, mm-hmm. but that is such a tiny yeah. little droplet yeah. in the whole spectrum. Yeah. Like those. Those people, I don't want to say they're lucky because that dismisses all their hard work and effort, but they're definitely blessed to be in the position Mm -hmm. they are in and to be like calling the shots they're in because most of it is white men. Like there's a few white women, but not really. It's really white men. So on a day to day, like (laughs) I have to be around them and just like the little things they say, it's always some bullshit. Like, I know recently, just one situation in particular, like someone was asking what a building was. They were like... In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Where are you from? Where I'm from. I was born here. I know this shit. So they asked what this building was um, and if we had passed it. And I said, oh, we passed it like 10 minutes ago. It was so off. wait, back up. You were in a car. Yes, I was in a, a van. And who were your pass co-passengers? Okay, so I was in a van with like the director, the producer, people like that. Like I was in a van with people that were, were. Were you the only black woman, black person? I was the I was the only black person and black woman. Okay, there was one other woman in the car. But she wasn't really paying attention okay. to anything. Like, we worked together. She she didn't care anything about the location. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't her. She was busy. So, um, we're just, like, driving around the city, like, scouting locations, basically. And 
someone asked like what was that building that we just passed like they had a picture they're like no i know we've seen this building before and i was like oh that's the museum of civil rights Mm -hmm. no one said anything to Mm -hmm. me and they're like man that's a really great building i love how it looks i mean i wish i wish we knew what it was uh (laughs) does anyone know what it was and then someone else is like some other white man is like oh i'll google it and i was like a, a little louder i'm like oh that's the the museum of civil rights right no one says anything and then the guy who's googling he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. so that's the museum of civil rights and it's on the same street as the ferris wheel and if we go back down and i was like i said that i was like i literally just said that and that's apparently when everyone heard me they're like oh did you say that and i'm like yes i said like just tiny things like that just like really get under my skin mm-hmm. like first of all we're in a car we're in a van like, right i'm not i shouldn't have to yell like there i don't if if the person all the way in the back can tell you that was this like the person who googled can tell you the answer and you hear it then that's crazy that you didn't hear me when yeah. i'm sitting right next to you yeah you know, and maybe I'm being sensitive. I don't no, know. I mean, I think rightfully so. Even if you are being sensitive, I think, like, what the fuck? You, you're you literally telling me that my existence is not important. Yeah. Or, like... It, my it does, voice doesn't matter. Right. And, like, the, the same woman, the white woman who was in the car, like, on another occasion... She was trying to tell one of the men, one of the producers, something, and he just was ignoring her. And then another man came up and said the same thing to him. And he listened to the man, but didn't listen to the woman. Yeah. So that that's more of a, on a, a misogynistic type mm-hmm. of tip. Like the microaggressions I'm talking about mainly are between black and white people. Yeah. But because my shit intersects, like yeah. it, it's all relevant. But I don't know. That was just my take. And it happens happens so much. God, we talk so often about this, I feel, just because we're real friends and Mm -hmm. we talk about our day to day. But I'm just like, I'm over calling it a microaggression. No shade, Chester. But I just feel like (laughs) it's so macro. It's so macro. And it's like, I feel like to give it the term microaggression kind of lessens what you're actually doing. It's like if I called a racist person prejudice or if it's like, no, call it for what it is. Yeah. Like you're being aggressive towards me and fucking violent as hell by trying to silence me by not acknowledging my existence right like i i don't know i just it drives me so crazy since i shared my experience do you have an experience with microaggression that you can think of um the little boy oh i think didn't we talk about this on the show i don't know the little boy okay i have a lot because the one black girl that worked there she got fired and i'm not that has nothing to do with race she wasn't a good employee (laughs) um but i do think it made it easier to fire her because she was late but anyway she anyway um (laughs) okay so i work with women women are my clients or patients at work and um, oftentimes patients will bring in family members of one woman, specifically a middle-aged white woman. I don't know what's considered middle-aged these days. I don't know because 
like she was I'm, I'm not 40. close to it, but I'm just like, what is the middle of the age? Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you say forty is middle age, we all die at eighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's like the expected life expectancy average oh, is eighty. Yikes! But I think it's different from anyway. Um, so this woman comes in and, you know, I was taught to speak when you're spoken to. I don't necessarily, I'm starting to believe that if I ever have kids one day that I don't necessarily, I'm not going to teach that to them necessarily. Um, I feel why because I don't think you should fucking speak to everybody. Speak when you're spoken to? Both. Okay. If you don't want to. I I feel like it is kind of rude to walk into a room and not at least acknowledge the people that are already in there, no matter what age you're, what age you are. But I also feel like that whole when adults are talking, don't interrupt. I feel like that stands true. I, I don't know. I think it, I think it's I think that I, the one the one that I disagree with is like if. Like making kids hug random people. Okay. Yeah. That shit's weird to me. Cause I remember, oh, why don't you give so and so a hug or yeah. give so and so a kiss? And it's just like the fuck? I don't know y'all. Yeah. Like I don't know you. I've never met you before. Like just cause you and my parents are friends or y'all work together, that doesn't mean right. I wanna like hug okay. up and kiss on you. So maybe okay, yes, sure. And I You feel differently. You don't think I kids just, you don't feel like kids have to do anything. Yeah, I don't kids. feel like shit. Yeah, don't you don't have to do anything. I think that Okay, so I have been doing a lot of reading about different kind of parenting styles. I'm not planning on being a parent, but there but is nice this thing called authoritative parenting and yeah. it's very like you take the choice away from your kid. Mm-hmm. I think presenting the options about speaking versus not speaking, how that might affect someone that you come in contact with how that might affect your interaction going further or going forward or how first impressions might leave lasting impressions. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to teach your kids those things, but also ultimately leave the decision up to them because sometimes vibes, bro. Like sometimes I don't want to fucking talk to you. Okay. Just 10 minutes ago or however long it's been, we were talking about microaggressions and being not being recognize as a human in the room or like what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, as a human so, in the room. When so you okay, can, so when you speak to me, when you speak to me a simple hello whatever whatever. Yeah. Sure. I think it's polite to speak back. Yeah, I think it's polite to speak back, but also I think it's polite to acknowledge people that are in the room. Period. For what reason? If we're not interacting with each other, like okay, Prime example. We're going to get back to my microaggression at work. Yeah. Because it kind of ties into this. Yeah. Prime example. My mom was sitting with her friends and they were having, literally having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And see, my mom didn't know that I had already spoken to them prior, Mm -hmm. like when she was upstairs. I walked into the kitchen to get myself a beverage. Yes. And I didn't say anything to anybody. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you can't speak? And I was just like... Like okay, but she wasn't aware but, that you already did that. But even if I didn't, was I supposed to at that moment? I had to. There's conditions to these things. Like, I like had if to, they're in full in- blown conversation, I think that goes along with the when the people are speaking, like you are not involved in the conversation. And so. see, I feel like that diminish that diminishes a child's experience, like or existence, like you not involved in the conversation. Why not? Because it's 
it doesn't involve you. Okay. Am, okay. am I am I contradicting myself? A little bit. Okay. But like, if what y'all doing doesn't involve me, then don't expect me to speak to you. Like, okay. I mean, okay. Again, I feel I don't have kids, so I don't know what the fuck I would right. teach them, honestly. But I do think that right now, right now, I feel like sometimes vibrations don't implore me to speak to people. Mm-hmm. When I walk on the elevator, some days I'm in a great mood and I'm, good morning, hi, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm listening to Marcus Garvey on the way in and I don't want to fucking speak to y'all. Yeah. So, and I think that should be okay and I don't think it should be considered rude necessarily. Yeah. Now, okay, I, I, about, as it, as we, as you mentioned before. You had a dream that, that you, um, you had, you, you, you could, you do, you, you want, you, you could do so, you, you do, you could, you, you want, you want him to do you so much, you could do anything. If someone speaks to me. Yes. Okay. It is polite to speak back. Right. Sure. Period. 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 Okay. We'll give that a hard. Yeah. Yes. That's a law. That's That's a law. Yeah. That's law. That's a bar. (laughs) Okay. So back to this microaggression, macroaggression. I don't know what the fuck it was, but Mm -hmm. there's this kid, I would say he had, who came in with his mom for her procedure. And I would say that he was probably four or five. So Mm -hmm. old enough to understand and talk and ask questions and blah, blah, blah. And so I always say, and also because I'm in kind of a hospitality slash like professional environment, I always acknowledge my patient and their guests Mm -hmm. like this is a inclusive experience so i'm not just going to only speak to her like if her husband's there i'm speaking to both of them Mm -hmm. if the parents are like the grandparents of the baby are there i'm speaking to everybody so when the kid comes in i said good morning to him too yes and he didn't speak and that's fine that's mm-hmm. totally fine. That's his choice. But <laughs> he then chooses his choice. he chooses his choice. But then we get in the room and we start asking. He starts, I, you know, I'm kind of explaining things mm-hmm. to her as I go. And he starts asking questions. Now, normally I'm, I love children. I'm not, I'm not anti-kids. I'm not like, get them the fuck out of my face. That's not my personality ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he starts asking questions to the mom and answers that she doesn't know about the ultrasound. And so she starts looking to me to answer the kid. To speak directly to back speak to him. To speak directly to him. A, a young person who's not talking to you. Who's not talking to me. Mm-hmm. And who didn't want to talk to me when I spoke to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But now he needs me and I'm supposed to acknowledge him. Yeah. And I felt like... The microaggression came from her considering me to be the help. Yes. He doesn't have to acknowledge me, but please let my young king acknowledge you and you need to speak to him. Right. And I was just wasn't here for that. You know what I'm saying? So, so did you did you answer the questions or did you just ignore him back? I ignored him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, t- I because a I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I don't have to acknowledge him because this is not his appointment. Just like I don't have to acknowledge, I don't even have to talk to your fucking husband if I don't want to. That's yeah. we talk about this all the time at work. It's not our policy. I don't have to tell him shit about your ultrasound. I could literally go in there and not say anything, and that would be total protocol. But yeah. why would I do that? Yeah, that's crazy. Right. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so I was just like, what? This is totally, like, not how this exchange works. Like, mm-hmm. you need to know that these are the consequences of you don't acknowledge me, then you've set the tone. Yeah. Like, now I'm not acknowledging you, and especially if you're going to be passive-aggressive about it, like, you clearly know how to speak, but you didn't five seconds ago when we came through the door, but you clearly know how to mm-hmm. ask questions. You're you're big enough, you're old enough to kind of make that those deductions about how people interact with each other and that I have to treat people the way that I want to be treated or if I set the tone this way, then this is how it's going to go. You know what I mean? But yeah, for her to assume that I'm supposed to answer this answer to this child was, I feel like that was the micro, that was the microaggression, especially because they were white, especially because they were white. Okay. Because I also don't feel like, because a lot of times with black people or people of color, and this is, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of generalizing, but I'm not making like a stereotypical statement. I'm not saying all people of color and all white people, right. but oftentimes you will have a black parent because of those values that we just talked about. We grew up on. Well, maybe if you ask her politely, she might answer your question. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe if you direct your question towards her, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's not this assumption that just because like he's a white kid, I'm supposed to cater to him. Yeah. Okay. We, I feel like it, us ranting or venting rather mm-hmm. about things that bother us would just be useless mm-hmm. if we didn't come with ways to not do the certain thing that bother us should we take it upon ourselves to give tips on how to not be that person no. how to not i don't i i mean for me not today like i think there are some days when i <laughs> want to help white people out of their stew or i'm willing to help them yeah. not be the trash white people that they are yeah but then there are other days when I'm like, no, y'all figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't really have to give you tips on how not to be oppressive towards me. That's mm. fucking crazy. And I, and I feel like a lot of the times, I literally just said this, like a lot of the times it's more of a, well, tell me, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Tell me how I can be better. Yeah. And, and I'm make, I'm doing that voice because that's how it sounds to me in my head. Well, like, that's what you, it is. You're whining. You're whining. You're, like, you're tell me how I can not be fragile. racist. And it's like, I didn't make you racist. Yeah. You fix that shit. Figure it the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> I didn't make you this way. Yeah. <laughs> And it is, it is laughable to think that it's like, oh, your hostility comes with the gaslighting and the tone policing. And a lot of times we just encounter more violence when we do try to help you how to yeah. help you learn how to ally. Because it, it, it's met with like denial. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not racist. I'm not but- all those white people. That's not all white people. And maybe if you didn't come off so hostile or, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, fuck it. Like. For those who really, truly, mm. minimally, y'all, there's yeah. minimal of you mm-hmm. who really, truly want to step out of that bullshit. You have to own it first. You have to acknowledge that it exists. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do this whole like rigmarole of like <laughs> denial and then the gaslighting and then the tone policing and all that shit, no, I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. I don't care to. You heard it here. First, my friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was my pepper. The that only, was a pepper for you? That was a pepper because, I, I mean, honestly, it just keeps coming back up. And 
I it more so with being black in the workplace or mm-hmm. being black in this industry, there's not really a lot of us. And I was just talking to my friend, shout out to you, Lissandra, about black celebrities hiring black people to mm-hmm. work their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like what we were referencing was Rihanna. She's coming out with a new album. It's supposed to be all dance hall. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't wait for the visuals. And she was like, I can't wait for the visuals, but I hope she's doing her due diligence by hiring black creatives and black Caribbean people to produce this content for her. Like put the people that put the culture that you're representing to work. Yeah. You know, like put us in those spaces more. Where we can tell a true authentic story as well. Exactly. There's it's. Like the the numbers which surprise you, and I also, and then it also that like I said before, it's the intersection of being black and a woman mm-hmm. in the industry. I read um, this Refinery Twenty Nine article. I, I guess they do a series like Money Mondays, and it highlights a woman and like how she asks for raises or how she makes her money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this week was this woman. In Atlanta, Georgia, they didn't really say what she did or who she was. It's all anonymous. But she was in the film and TV industry. And Mm -hmm. she was talking about how she got, like, she raised her own rate. And Mm -hmm. how she was, you know, adamant about, you know, look, I've put in this amount of years of work. Mm -hmm. My rate was this. I'm capable of doing this. I'm not going to go... Any less than forty dollars yeah. an hour. Know your worth. They add offered tax. Know your worth. Add tax. They were offering her thirty nine dollars an hour, which is great. Mm-hmm. But she was like, "I'm worth forty, and she would not back down. And a dollar seems like minimal, mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme, for her to actually get what she wanted mm-hmm. and to hold out and get it until she got it mm-hmm. is like a true feat. So right. there's. I mean, I don't even know where where we started with yeah. this, how we got here but all of these lessons are very important yeah for sure for sure um do you okay. have any wet i have, have another wet? pepper I guess okay, okay, okay pepper wet pepper wet is not even a thing okay so now. you've seen this clip of the two um atlanta braves baseball players consoling each other oh i didn't know i didn't know they were braves players i don't what is baseball? <laughs> I don't know anything about baseball, but was it the the one whose mom died during the okay. game? So give okay, us the story. There's still there's still rum, rumors. I don't know. Rumor has it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let me back up. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Wait. Why? Okay. Ozzy Albies or Albies. I'm not sure how you say that. And Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves were captured in a video that's going viral on Instagram. In it, Acuna can be seen with his head on Albies's shoulder or chest. I'm sorry. While Albies, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but it's fine. Um, rubs it's not fine. his friend's head. Yeah. Okay, and then you could hear the MLB announcers joking about the moment, laughing about the head massage. Whoa. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna play the audio and see if it will pick up for us. Well, never mind. So, um, anyway, but yeah, you can hear the, they're obviously white men. You can hear them like, ha, 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 what's going on here? Like, have you seen the video? Show me. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I have seen it. I okay. have seen it. So, 
All right, this is twofold, I guess, because I don't know if it's true fact that his mom actually passed away because someone came out and said that that was a rumor. Someone like for a spokesman for the Braves said that that was a rumor. Okay. Um, either way, it's just the amount of homophobia that erupts from people, like from their souls. It's yeah. just like, I don't know what is going on between these two people, but why is it so... Why is it so problematic to you that men show each other affection? And I I get toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I get the part that it plays in society, especially for black men or mm-hmm. men of color. But it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it, it really boils my blood because I feel like these things kind of escalate into men suppressing their emotions yeah dealing with severe mental illness and not getting help being violent towards women like all of these things like come to a head when people are so adamant about this shit's gay no Mm -hmm. homo like what the fuck they doing it's like why do you care because niggas (laughs) like there's no there's no real reason against this like there for the same reason there was there was a hashtag going around black men smiling mm-hmm. like black men are so aggressive and they're so they're they're expected to be so like stoic and unfeeling that we needed a hashtag to see y'all to see <laughs> sorry not to see y'all hoes i'm sure some of y'all are really respectable and even if you are hoes you deserve what? respect too okay but <laughs> Um, like we need to see you all smiling because we never see you smile. We never see you show that emotion. There was also another one like black men and their sons, like black men showing black men hugging. Like, like, what? I mean, I guess it's necessary. It's necessary, so we're not so freaked out when we see see this two men embracing. Right. For whatever the reason. I don't know what is going on. I was pretty moved when I thought it was his mom who passed. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow. But what if they're just like gay lovers in their downtime? Like, is that okay too? Is that fine? I guess that's fine, but it's also like you're at work. So what's up? Like for anybody <laughs> at work, <laughs> wait till after right, the game. Which makes it, okay, I guess if there's, that makes it, it kind of steps into that fraternization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm assuming the reason is... Uh, pertinent enough. enough that it needed he needed to be consoled right, right then, then and there yeah so i mean i personally do not have a problem with black men showing each other love a, a couple years ago or maybe last year i don't know i don't know what time it is anyway mm-hmm. but there was a photo shoot of michael b jordan and i think it was ryan coogler and they were like embracing and then everyone was like oh they're so gay mm-hmm. and he was like what is wrong with y'all like yeah. why why does it have to be immediately so gay like just to see black men showing each other love we talked about the black girl magic and the vibey vibrations yeah. just from being around each other and loving each other why can't men have the same? I'm trying to think a little bit deeper about this, about where those, where those like deep seated beliefs come from, because 
Do you feel like it's different for white men? For sure. I feel like <laughs> it's expected of white men mm. to be gay. Like, mm-hmm. think of all the, like, weird pranks they play on each other. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's funny like they're hazing, yeah. That they do in like just, and just casually like, you know, grabbing like, each other on your face, bro, while he's sleeping. Exactly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's expected of white men, therefore it's accepted. But the moment a black man jokes or plays around in that same manner, he's immediately gay. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because we think of the black man as like the the mandingo, like mm-hmm. that, like overly mm-hmm. masculine. Hypersexualized, or even demonized sometimes, demonized, monstrous, like entity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there, there's no, and then the the expectations of a gay man is more feminine. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that the two can coincide together. That ain't true. I'm telling y'all that shit ain't motherfucking true. It's really not true. <laughs> we know that. We know that. Not everybody knows that. But I do. Th- I, I kind of feel like we're coming around to it. Yeah. And I there's will still, say. There's always the going to be wet, some stragglers. I, I started this by saying it was a pepper and a wet. Pepper because it did go viral. And there's so much conversation around it. But I did see. I think I've felt like there was an equal amount of people like okay y'all can stop this no homo shit like yeah who fucking cares like let black men be sensitive let them be feminine like just because you're feminine doesn't mean you're gay and just because you're gay doesn't mean you're feminine like yeah. you know what i mean so it's just like stop suppressing y'all's uh feelings and emotions like we, it's it's really ruining it's, a lot of other shit and like at the same time, like, I feel like women ask for men to be sensitive mm-hmm. and we want to know your emotions and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you think that's gay, then we're not getting that. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, we're not communicating at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there were lots of tweets. Um, it's crazy how y'all see a man con- men consoling each other and immediately go to gay, weird, awkward jokes. And so can we just agree that this is ob- there's obviously something wrong with the man and he's consoling his teammate question mark question mark um sad that the only extreme level of tra- sad that only that extreme level of tragedy would be an acceptable cause for basic human tenderness between mm. men I'm just going to end that right there Yeah and I mean we it's so weird the conditions that we place on affection between men, especially black men, because if they won the championship and they were hugging like this, I don't think fine. anybody would say shit. Yeah. Hmm. I would love to talk to a black man <laughs> about this. Yeah. Maybe we could do this in the near future. Yeah. That would be great to really get a firsthand account of... Or like two black men. Yeah. Two black... Hey, are there any black men out there that want to talk about their feelings and emotions in regards to other black men? Hit us up. All right. Well, I feel like this was a great episode. It's a long one. We've been gone for a minute. So I guess we had a lot to talk about. But if you want to continue the conversation, you can hit us up on Twitter 
at Lemon Pepper Wet and on Instagram at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod. Um, you could also, if you don't want to write to us in a public forum like that, you can email us at Lemon Pepper Wet at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod at gmail.com. And our website is Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast.com. All right, guys, till next time. Bye. Bye.